Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hi, this is Josh Kulp. I'm doing the Daily Daf differently for Daf Yud Dalid of Masechet Ketubot. Um, so we learned back in the Mishnah on Daf Yud Gimel, Haitam um, the second half of the Mishnah on, on Yud Gimel Amadav, she was found to be pregnant. And they said to her, what's the nature, what's the status of this ubar, of this fetus? Meaning, was the fetus born from somebody who is permitted to you, and therefore the fetus is kosher, the lineage is valid? Or was the um, the child, um, were you impregnated by somebody who was prohibited to you, and therefore the child's lineage will be disqualified and will have to consider it to be a mumzer? So she answers, Me'ish ploni v'koenu. Like she did in the previous section of the Mishnah, she says, so-and-so was the father, I became pregnant from so-and-so, and he's a Kohen, whose lineage is the most valid possible, and therefore she's saying this kid is um, a kosher of kosher lineage. Rabban Gamliel Rabbi Eliezer Omrim Nehmenet. Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer, as they always do throughout these Mishnayot, say that she is believed. And Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Lomi Pia Anuchaim. Rabbi Yoshua disagrees and says, we don't live through her words. Rather, we can assume that she was impregnated by a Natin or a Mamzer, which are two categories of people who are forbidden to, um, to marry Kohanim and to marry regular Israelites. Uh, until she proves her words. So we see here Rabbi Yoshua is strict as he is consistently throughout these all, all these Mishnayot, and doesn't believe her. <clears throat> now we get to the Gemara on Daf Yedalid, and we get a Kasha from a different Mishnah from Eduyot, from a different Masechet of the Mishnah. Rami le Abai le Rabba, or le Rava, depending on the reading. So Abai raises a contradiction between two Mishnayot. Umi Amar Rabbi Yoshua Eina Ne'amenet, does Rabbi Yoshua really say she is not believed? Or Aminhu? We have a kasha, a disagreement from a discrepancy from another Mishnah. Heid Rabbi Yehoshua ve Rabbi Yehuda ben Batera al Amanat Isa. So Rabbi Yehoshua and Rabbi Yehuda ben Batera testified about the widow of somebody who is a Suffolk Kohen. Now the Suffolk Kohen means that we know for sure that the father was a Kohen. What we don't know is whether or not the mother was allowed to marry the father. If this guy's mother was not allowed to marry the father, for instance, she was a grusha, a divorcee, then her son is also a chalal, and he disqualifies this woman from ever subsequently marrying a Kohen. So let me go through that again. We don't know the step. We know she was married to a guy whose father was a Kohen. What we don't know was, was he a valid Cohen or not, because we don't know whether his mother was a valid, co- uh, valid to ma- allowed to marry a Cohen. So 
Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Yudah ben Matera testify, even though we have some doubts about her lineage, she is valid to marry uh, a Kohen. So here we see in one Mishnah, in the Mishnah in Ketubot, Rabbi, Yehuda is, Rabbi Yoshua is strict and says in cases of a doubt, we don't believe her. Whereas in Mishnah Eduyot, we see that he's lenient and say in cases of doubt, we presume her to be of valid status. So Rabbah offers a Teruz. Amarle hachi hashta. He says to him, is that a good kasha? Can you compare those two cases? Hatam ishan obodeket. There, in the case of the mother of this guy, uh, she, uh, she would check, a woman would check, before she gets married. And therefore, we can assume that she wouldn't have married this person until she was sure that um, he was a valid Kohen. Venisait, and then she gets married. Um, so we can assume that this Almana checked her husband to make sure he was a valid Kohen, and therefore she is subsequently allowed to marry another Kohen after her first husband died, because she's an Almana. Hacha, in this case, our Mishnah, Isha Mezana, Bodeket Mezana, a woman, this woman had premarital or extramarital relations. She was pregnant from somebody and she was not married before. So, obviously, women do not check the lineage of men with whom they're having znut, uh, 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 let's say, extramarital relations. And therefore, we can't be sure that she checked and therefore we don't believe her. So here we can see the resolution is, how do we assume that people act in certain situations? We assume that a person is going to check the lineage of the person they're marrying, but we don't assume that a person will check the lineage of the person um, with whom they're having uh, an affair or some premarital sex. Amar Rava. So Rava adds on another kasha. De Rebbe Yoshua, de Rebbe Yoshua, kasha. You had a kasha, Rebbe Yoshua from Rebbe Yoshua in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah. De Rabban Gamliel, De Rabban Gamliel, Lo Kasha. But you didn't notice that there's also a discrepancy between Rabban Gamliel, Vahakatani Sefa. What about the end of that Mishnah uh, in Eduyim? Amar Lehen Rabban Gamliel. Now I'm reading from the end of the Mishnah in Eduyim. Rabban Gamliel said to Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yudah ben Batera, Kibano Educhem. We believe that that's your testimony. Of Amana Sesher, Hare Gazar Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, what can we do for Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said we don't put up a court to respond to the way the Kohanim are acting about this to allow such a confu a, 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 a um, widow of a husband uh, uh, for, who is a Kohen whose lineage is slightly confused why not the Kohanim are strict they, they, they listen to you, the court, to distance, to prohibit, and they do not listen to you to allow such a woman to marry um, into the kuhuna, into the, to the Kohen. So if that's Rabban Gamliel's opinion, then Rabban Gamliel is strict in the mission in Ediot and doesn't allow such a woman to marry a Kohen, whereas in our Mishnah he is lenient and does allow such a woman to marry a Kohen. And here's where I think we get um, some interesting khalim, some interesting rules. Ella Amar Rava. Rava provides some, some, a different type of resolution. De Rabban Gamliel, de Rabban Gamliel, Kasha. Rabban Gamliel doesn't disagree with himself. Hatam Bari, Hachashema. In the case of our Mishnah, the woman is Bari. She is certain. 
she knows who she had relations with. And so when a person makes a claim of certainty, Rabbi Gamliel says they're believed. Whereas in Eduyot, uh, this woman doesn't know whether what the status of her husband's mother was. She's not talking about herself, this Almanat Kohen. Right? And her status is going to depend on whether her husband was a valid Kohen, and that depends on whether her mother-in-law was, a valid, uh, was valid to marry her father-in-law. And she doesn't know what her mother-in-law's status was, so she's in a what's called a Shema category. She's just making a claim that might be good for her, but she doesn't know for certain. And therefore, when a person makes a claim which they don't know for certain, they are not believed. De Rabbi Yoshua, de Rabbi Yoshua, nami lo kasha. We can also resolve using general principles the difficulty, the discrepancy between Rabbi Yoshua in the two Mishnayot. Hatam chad sveka, hacha tre sveke. So there in Mishnah of Ketubot, there is only one suffix, one issue of doubt. We don't know the status of the person who impregnated her. Whereas in the case of the Mishnah and Eduyot, and this is a little confusing, I'm not going to get too into this, is there's two there's two doubts. We don't know her status, and we don't know her mother-in-law's status. So although those two doubts are dependent one on the other, the Gemara still calls them two doubts. When we have a double doubt, it gives us extra reason to be lenient. And now he just finishes up his words by comparing the two issues. He says, Hilkach, Rabban Gamliel alim bari. So Rabban Gamliel, the most important thing is whether or not the person is certain. Even if there's only one doubt, which means we should be stringent, if she's certain, then we believe her. But if someone who makes a doubtful claim is less believed, even if there's two doubts, if the person can't make a certain claim, then they're not believed. And the opposite is true for Rabbi Yoshua. One suffix is the primary consideration. Even if the person is certain, then he also says they're not believed. But he's lenient when it comes to a double suffix. Even if there's a certainty, even if there's no certainty, if there's a doubt, and the person makes a doubtful claim, since there's a double doubt, he allows that person, he um, is lenient. So I don't, I know that the details here are a little bit difficult, especially when you're listening on a podcast. Um, but what I wanted to say was that what's interesting about Rava is he derives general principles from here. General principles about believability that I think is important to remember. There are two issues here. One is how doubtful is the situation? Is there one doubt or are there two doubts? And the other one is how certain is the person making this claim? Uh, are they certain, like the woman who says, I know who I had relations with? Or are they uncertain when a person makes a claim about somebody else and says, I think that other person had a certain status? These are general principles that allow us to adjudicate a larger range of situations, which I think is the main function of the Gemara in the second half or the last third of this parak, is to what to do in cases of doubt how do we adjudicate doubts? Do we look at um, doubtful situations? Do we look at principles like the certainty of a person's claim or how doubtful is the situation? That's really um, the debates that are going on in this half of the parish.
I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.